Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to yet another, I know we're just doing a whole lot of these, another episode of the Men Like Us podcast. Um, it's the podcast made for men by men who will appreciate, who are attracted to, who date, marry women in the trans community. Fellas, this show is for you. We do this for you day in and day out. Um, we are here to help educate, help drive growth, drive conversation for you guys. And uh, today we got some really, really special guests. But, you know, as always, um, I have to offer the, the the traditional trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning all day, all night. This is a men's show. So thank you, ladies, for listening. But, you know, we're going to say shit the way we want to say it right now. And that's just how we roll, you know, obviously while respecting the audience. So um, without much further ado, I will bring on. <clears throat> my main man, Mike Brooklyn. What's going on, bro? What's good? Oh, there you go. Good. All right. Yep. Thanks for joining me yet again. And then the guests of honor today are the creators of the new trans dating app, Jeweled, Avi and Daniela. Hello. Hi, Chris. Hi, Mike. Hey. Hello. Hello. Thanks for thanks for joining us today. I know it's uh, I appreciate y'all taking out time for this. <laughs> of course. Thanks for having Pro- us. Product placement. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, before we get on everything, I really want people to get to know who you are. And somebody's dog is going freaking crazy somewhere. <laughs> Sorry. <have> oh. <laughs> I ain't got no pets. Yeah, no, nah, that's I think that's me. Um, so y'all are like really close friends, and you know, you're both medical professionals. Are you, you're, you're nurses, right? I'm a nurse, um, so I uh, I deal specifically with breast cancer. Oncology is my specialty. Mm-hmm. I've been doing nursing since 2009, so it's been a while that I've been in the industry of healthcare, um, and I love it. Like it's such a vast field. Medical is obviously this past year has been such a whirlwind in healthcare because of the pandemic, but I feel like we've we're so resilient and so um, accommodating as human beings to just go with the flow at times and trying to make things work. So yeah, and Daniela is an MD, PhD student. Yeah, I'm a medical student, so I'm not a nurse or anything actually occupational yet. I'm still a student, um, but I'm mm-hmm. training to be, I'm interested in actually plastic surgery. And so my mm-hmm. goals are interested in like plastic surgery specifically for trans individuals actually. So I'm for finishing sure. my degree for that now. Well, me and all the rest of the guys, thank you and people like you. <laughs> we love your work. <laughs> and obviously our girlfriends and significant others do too. So <laughs> but um I wanted I you know, I'm sorry, y'all came to me about your dating app and it's really been dope watching y'all on social media really interact. Y'all seem like very close friends. Like, how did y'all meet? Yeah, so it's interesting because when I, I moved to San Diego, that's where we're based, about 10 years ago. And at that time, I had a dating app in the gay community. It's called Grinder, And it um, helped me connect with people, especially in the new area. I didn't really use it to date individuals it was more of a connection and that's how i met Daniela. we met on grinder we met <laughs> oh wow friend, she clarified um we met up like oh my god 
God, you're like literally like my sister, and we went out that night, and yeah. it was amazing. And we've been friends ever since. Yeah. So. Okay. How long y'all been friends? A decade, yeah. A wow, that's dope. Ten years. Ten years, that's what's up. And you know, it's really hard to find good friends yeah. out there. It is not easy. Yeah. Especially not. when, you know, you're moving around for profession, school, whatever else. It's kind of just really hard to get that, make those relationships. And I think that's very common in the LGBT community specifically, is trying to find that secondary family that's not mm -hmm. blood-related. And I feel that... The majority of individuals in that community are um, un are not fortunate enough to have um, blood-related loved ones, and so to find a person like Daniela and the people that I consider um, family today is is definitely um, something that I don't take for granted. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, look. We brought y'all on here because we wanted to hear about this new app. You know, I use a ton of dating apps. I've used uh, a couple trans dating apps in the past. Um, okay. Really break it down for us. Tell us about uh, Jeweled. So Jeweled is a dating app. Obviously, it's our goal for this app is to be a trans-centric app for trans individuals and those that are interested in dating trans individuals. And um, this idea came about actually years ago. Avi and I were at a nail salon and we're getting our nails done. And we were just talking about how hard dating is. It's so hard, you have to download multiple apps. It's just, you can't find people, especially as trans individuals. And I'm guessing also as trans attracted men, it might be really difficult to find trans individuals if that's what you're looking for. And we just discussed the issues with it. Like me personally, dating has been so difficult, like having to deal with like you know, people fetishizing me, treating me like a sex object, people ghosting me, people like harassing me. And so I was telling Avi, you know, every once in a while, you do find a rare gem every once in a while. And that literally, that sort of switched everything in our head about everyone being gems and jewels. And that's how we sort of came up with this idea of jewels and dating app. And um, it's an app that's a little different than other apps, I would say. Our hope is to have a personality questionnaire incorporated in the app. And with this personality test, they'll identify you as a certain gemstone or jewel and that you can actually match with your users based on compatibility of who hmm. you are rather than just physical characteristics. And in addition, this is a different way of dating in general. I think in the past decade, we've seen a transition as far as gender identity and gender fluidity goes as far as the younger generation, Gen Z specifically. We've, there's literature that shows that there are a growing number of um, gender fluidity amongst that specific generation, which is the, essentially the new market. They're adults now, they're 21 year old plus. And so um, with that, and in addition to having technology and social media and how essentially this was built to help connect people. And yet we saw in the past 10 years with Facebook, Instagram, and all the dating apps, it disconnected people. And research does show that we are in, we are having more higher rates of mental illnesses because of the influence of technology. And our hope for this product is to gain that connectivity with another person. And in order to do that, we have to use healthcare. We have to use the mental and psychosocial features that we hope to embed within this app to cross that boundary of just um, connecting with somebody in a in, in a superficial way and go deeper into a more romantic relationship. And our 
niche demographic is going to be the transgender community because we are at, at higher risk of um, having those mental illnesses and mental issues. We have disparities across the board, whether it be mental health or physical health or just seeking out healthcare in general. And so we want to we wanna do this not only to gain a relationship with another person and having that connection, but also to empower that trans individual that they have the same resources as their cisgender counterparts. Wow, that was, I mean, you took care of my next question because my, my, my <laughs> next question really was like, because I was just trying to figure out like, what are y'all seeing this? Like what's missing in this current like dating app landscape? And you really hit it on the head. Like there, there's that added layer of like matching people who are actually compatible. And, you know, you can sit there all day and swipe left, swipe right on Tinder and Bumble. But, you know, it's it's really, you know, I think that's really what it's missing. And it's that extra touch that puts people together who actually, you know, might work out. So, so that's, that's dope. I was so just being fetishized and being just focused on physical characteristics. And that was, I think, mm -hmm. the initial pivot is to make it more focused on personality, like you said. Well, um, psychosocial. So I guess as a, as a tech person myself, it's like, you know, do you think that it's possible that you would get overwhelmed with, you know, accounts being reported for fetishizing and, you know, reviewing messages and all that stuff? 100%. Like it's, there's only so much safeguards that we can in place in a product like a dating mm -hmm. app um, that you can only, um, uh, uh, block so much that mm -hmm. that that there are gonna be instances where um, either the trans attracted or the trans individual gets um, objectified or gets mm. um, sexualized in a manner. But we hope that um, we'll have a, develop a product out there that will um, essentially have those in place so that it limits those opportunities for people to just fetishize individuals and start actually connecting with another person. Yeah, I mean that. Look, that fetishizing is definitely a thing. But um, I've only experienced it on dating apps where you know, I don't know, just the way that 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 some people talk to each other on dating apps. I mean, I had to really turn around and use words that I've heard women say on women, like. Excuse me, would you like somebody to talk to you like that? Like, <laughs> would you, or would you prefer to treat me like a human being? Yeah. Like, I'm what not are just. Some, I have a question for you, <laughs> yeah. Chris. What are some of the um, the the things that you've encountered in the past being fetishized as a trans attracted or just as a man, as Chris? Like, what are well, the things that you've encountered? I, the only the only angle that's ever come from is the fact that I'm black. So it's it's really. Uh, you know, this this idea out there that all black men have 12 inch dicks and it's like, hey, daddy, what's going on with that? You know, what's going on with that piece? Show me. Get send me a picture. Let, let me see what's going on here. Like, yeah. but they come so sexual and so hard because I'm black and they're really trying to see what that, you know, and I'm like, um, I'm actually here, like using the dating app to get a relationship. <laughs> Am I doing this wrong? So, you know, I've gotten a couple people on that tip and a couple women and, and I've really I've 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 blocked. I've, I mean, I, I'm I'm at a point now where I just block people off top. But at first I was really just trying to be like, hey, look, 
that that is not how you talk to somebody. Please talk to me in a respectful manner that you would you would expect me to talk to you. And then you know, usually it's just crickets because they're not here for respectful conversation. They're there for some dirty shit, and that's cool. There are apps for that, but you know, I, I, that's that's the only thing that I've experienced. But I know it's mostly connected to me being black. I feel like that's like seventy five percent of my conversation with matches on dating apps. Mind you, I've been blocked out of seventy percent of dating all apps. the dating apps. Every day she texts me a new app that she got blocked. <laughs> now, oh damn! I don't necessarily think they are blocking because I'm trans, just because they know that I'm a potential competitor in the future. So <laughs> essentially, they, they block me because I'm using customers as as their customers to to just seek out data and what they like. But she researches the men. I, so I research not only men, I just research the, the interface of certain dating apps. And yeah. so they catch on to me in that sense. But anyways, I feel like three fourths of the messages begin with, are you pre or post-op being trans? And it's, mm. it's so uh, discouraging to yeah. continue a conversation. Yeah. It's like, what about my favorite color? Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> what about my favorite food? <laughs> What about my name? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your name. Yeah, no, uh, look, and, and I've been very, you know, vocal here on this app, but on this show about my preference in that regard. But I will say it's still very crass and, and, and trash as fuck to start your conversation there. Like get to know somebody, have a conversation with them. You know, it's gonna come out eventually, but at the at the very least, you might have just made a friend. And this happened where I made a friend, and there's people I'm cool with now who just weren't a good match for me, but they're a good person and somebody that I can go to. And in fact, one of my best friends now, two of my best friends, um, two of my best friends who are trans women were just women that we weren't a good match for each other in that way, but we are really good friends. And we just sit there and, you know, have our little, I know the women are going to gag, see, they're going to, <laughs> women are going to gag at me using their language, but we just sit there and kiki on just bullshit all day. And, <laughs> you know, I just spend my whole day on the phone with my friends just kicking it. But, you know, it, 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 that is trash as fuck that people start out like that. And that is not, that is not what it's supposed to be, you know? Well, the thing with most dating apps, the people that are using them, don't understand that there's a time and a place for everything. And if your question pertains to preferences, there's a time and a place where those questions come about. And I'm sorry, but when I say, how are you doing? That's not the time and pray place for you to ask those kinds of questions. Sorry, I put them up bigger. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, what's going on, Trail? Thanks for joining going us, on. man. I, uh, sorry, I'm late. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but I, I did have a question, though, in pertaining to like, certain things that would have to do with the dating app as far as like you know the features go because a lot of times when say i go on tinder or i go on tagged or bumble whatever the better dating app is in the area um i have nothing against sex workers like women can do what they're going to do but i notice that a lot of times the sex workers take up a huge space within the dating app and then when you're a person like myself that might not be looking for that and I try to find a woman who is not in that life, it's like, it's probably going through at least a hundred different people before I find somebody that isn't in that line of work. Is there a way on your dating app that you're gonna be able to like place people in different 
areas on the app where you could actually find what you're looking for? Um, I mean, I think, as Avi was mentioning, our sense of security and surveillance would be really strong. I obviously, we can't control everything that users are doing, but um, mm -hmm. our focus is on personality or physicality and, and fiscal gain, I guess. And so our goal definitely isn't to, I would say we are not going to categorize people based on like whether they're working girls or not. I don't think the legality of that even, yeah, I don't know, what is your take on that? I, I, I think category was a bad word, but I mean, you know, I, I just mean like in a way to like make it more easier to find a certain type of person that you're looking for that, you know, could be, because when you're on a dating app, there's ads, you know, like about me sections and everything like that. But, you know, like I said, like with certain apps, it's just that everything gets lost in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to filter through essentially. So our our app, our product is, is, is going to be promoting wellness and well-being of that individual. So if a sex worker was to use that app, it wouldn't, I, I feel like talking about one's emotions and feelings, it wouldn't trigger them to hopefully not promote themselves as a, as a sex worker. Um, obviously, if they, if they do, then they do. There's nothing that we can do to hold or be against that. Like that's a, a lot of our population as a transgender community. That's what the trans people know what to do as far as like what society's trained them to do. And so to disregard them for being a sex worker, I feel like it wouldn't, um, it would disempower them as a, as an individual. We want them to, um, gain more um, confidence as far as a person and not sell themselves as a sex object. Obviously, this is not a app to be promoting yourself that way. Um, so we are hopefully incorporating um, certain features that would prevent them or not prevent them, but help them grow in a sense and help them see that there's other avenues in life versus just sex working. Yeah. I think our goal on the app is that this is a personality, mental wellness focused app. And so they're going to use this app for that. And I, that's, I think our goal is, you know, if they're going to do whatever on Backpage, whatever, like I'm not part of that, like sort of, they can do what they want, but on Jeweled, I think our focus, and I think our trans users will realize this, is this is an app that's meant to empower you. This isn't, you know, meant to be something you download and make money. Um, I think that'll be pretty obvious once we're released. Yeah, definitely, which is why I said, like, you know, I'm not anti-sex worker. I mean, you know, every, everybody has their hustle. It's just that, like, if I'm on a dating app, you know, and I'm looking for a certain type of woman, and all of a sudden I have, like, say, like, 10 messages in my inbox, like, you know, oh, you know, 200 for this or 150 for that, you know, stuff like that. And I'm just like, not why I came here. <laughs> you okay, know? Yeah. so you're, you're looking to block solicitation. Pretty much. That's that's really in a nutshell what it is, right? But, well, I'm saying if I'm on a dating app, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean that that's pretty much not what I'm there looking for. Well, but, I mean, but, but I noticed that certain apps they just like kind of like I said, it all all gets shuffled and you end up having that kind of situation. Well, a lot of dating apps you can report messages as spam, so you know you just got to report messages. You got to stay on top of that and just I mean it's it's a it's a situation where the community polices itself. And, you know, I think we don't realize that too as mm -hmm. a user, as far mm -hmm. as like being on a dating app, we kind of get lost in how we've 
um, portrayed ourselves in dating apps and how we respond to other matches or other users that um, we get we get into a mode where we're just asking, um, giving the same salutations and going back and forth. And so I hope to break that pattern and help realize that if you're talking to somebody that you don't want to talk to, it's okay to stop talking to them and move on. Like, I feel like a lot of times it's hard for us to receive rejection and mm -hmm. get a no from another match when in actuality it's fine. Like, there's somebody out there for you. It'll yeah. be okay. I, be I don't give match. them a no. I just unmatch. Like, I, yeah. I get yeah. rid of them. I block, unmatch, whatever. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to give you a goodbye message. Like, right. I'm just going to be like, oh, okay, I'm not interested. Next. But that's just how I handle dating apps myself. Season betting and shit. So, Yes. You know, <laughs> is what it is on that front. But, you know, I just don't. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Trey. Yeah. For me, that's why I never really got on dating apps, because that's all I heard. Like in the past, it was like, oh, every time, you know, friends of mine, they'd be like, yo, every time I get on a dating app, the girls is only selling themselves. And I'm like, wow. You know, so that's why me, I never really took in dating apps. Like the only apps I have is social media, like the regular social media stuff. But I always wanted to know how it is on an actual dating app for trans women and men like us. Like, I always wanted to know about that. But, yeah, that's what I want to say. Okay. Um, we got some <laughs> reactions here. Oh, yeah. So, Laton Layton, MUA, was saying, I've been locked out of many dating apps as well. Dating apps are hard because people don't always take them serious enough. Or, I'm sorry, serious enough, less enough to invest time to fill out their profiles. Yeah, I definitely will not. I, I am one of those guys that actually reads the profiles because um, I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. Uh, I had, I met a girl on Bumble and I'm on my way to the first date. And I'm like, all right, let me do a little research. Like I'm in the lift. Let me look at the profile and see what's going on here. She was a cute girl. Um, but, you know, lo and behold, I didn't know she was trans. I just found out on the way to the to the date that she was trans, and then I was like, okay, cool. Like she was, in, she ended up being my second um, trans girlfriend. But it was like I wasn't even like hunting or searching for that. It just happened, and I'm like, dang, probably should have known that earlier. Like we probably could have related on a whole new level. But I was just, I didn't read the fucking profile like all guys do. All guys do. We just, we just swipe. We just swipe. That's all we do. We're sitting on the couch, just swiping, doing nothing. So, Excuse me, I, I read profiles. <laughs> well, I, I I I was not. I'm sitting in heavy traffic. Traffic is stopped. But yeah, um, you know, profiles and empty profiles are the worst because you just if you match with somebody with an empty profile, you can't. As a as the guy, typically the guys, we have to start the conversation and kind of you know we got to we got to spit game, and it's just like I got I got nothing to work with. I got no material here. Because you didn't, you didn't say anything about what you like, what your favorite, whatever the fuck is. Like, I got nothing. So it's it's just, if she's cute enough, I'll try. But usually I just like, nope, unmatch. <laughs> Unfortunately for me, like, obviously, Danielle, you don't have dating apps, but maybe you can talk about that. <laughs> In another life. Just to make it prominent that I am trans. So like, mm. I have, like, every comment, I'm a trans woman. Did you know that I'm a trans woman? Yeah. By the way, I'm a trans woman. Yeah, yeah. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't want to encounter somebody. And they still do for some yeah. reason. I feel like guys still match me not knowing that I'm trans, yes. which is fine. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. That's why it's so important. So to have a, a space specifically for trans and trans attracted individuals, knowing that this is a space where you don't have to be so loud about your transness yeah. and focus on more of your humanness and who you are. Yeah, no, definitely. I love it. I love the approach. So I'm here for it. That's the whole reason why I, um, it's the only reason why I, I like, I, I was really getting warm to the idea of matchmakers just because it's like, I need something better and, and, and has more depth than Tinder and Bumble. Cause this is just a random swiping and it's just, I'm, I'm not getting anywhere with this shit. And nobody is, everybody's still alone or not in a relationship. They're still just, it's, it's not working. It just ain't working. So I'm, I'm glad y'all are doing something different here. Um, let's see. I'm sorry, we got comments, comments, and comments. Okay, um, Sabrina um, says dating websites start off with good intent, but wind up turning into hookup sites. The bigger the site gets, the more it strays from its original integrity, um, which might be the whole purpose of this being a very niche, you know, product. Am I wrong in that, or <laughs> I don't want to answer for y'all? Not at all. Yeah, that's why we we focus on the trans community specifically because this is where the disparity lies as far as like healthcare in general. And so we want to focus more again, um, not necessarily on um, developing a romantic relationship, but developing mm -hmm. a relationship with yourself. I feel mm -hmm. like tra being trans and going through the transition you get so confused and you don't know where to go and you don't know what resources are available. And so we want to be more than just a dating app, but essentially a wellness app for that trans person. That's what's up. That is, that is definitely dope. And that's, you know, that's a huge piece of the game that a lot of people are missing. You know, whether it's a woman, you get your body done, you show up ready to date somebody or the, the man, you go out there and get your career, get some money. But then neither one of y'all worked on your mind and your mind ain't it's you got so much untreated trauma and baggage that all of your relationships fall to shit. And it's just like people really have to start working on the mental aspect of it because it, it just it is so key. And it's so it's 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 just not a priority for people. I, I, and and um, yeah. I just wish it worked like we're. And I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers, but, you know, I gave the trigger warning in the beginning of the stream before weren't there for it. Tough. Um, you know, look, it, it's folks out here dropping, you know, literally six figures on a body and spend literally zero dollars on their mental health. We got to change that. Got to have we got to prioritize mental health. It is so, so important. And I, I only say that because I have friends from past relationships to friends and other people that I've seen. It's just like, dang. It's just it's all these things just sitting there, just untreated, just weighing on this person. And then you show up and you expect your partner to be the one that like shoulder all the burden of all this untreated trauma. And it's just like, it's never going to work. Never going to work. So I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm just, this is what I do on the show, y'all. I just talk shit and just I see, think talk, people... say how I see, see things. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I don't think the people in the back heard you. <laughs> <laughs> say it with your chest. Yes, <laughs> but I, I feel like that's like when people look at transgender individuals, they just see the physicality of it. 
and not necessarily the transition mentally. And I mean, being in healthcare, I knew a little bit about like hormone replacement therapy and how that's gonna affect my emotions and how I feel and how I metabolize thing in my metabolize things in my mind. But it was still a whirlwind knowing that. And I remember my first uh, therapy session with my psychologist. Um, she's like, why do you want to be here? This is before I took hormone replacement therapy and before I came out as a trans woman. I told her, I'm doing this prophylactically what? to prevent any mental prevent health any issues, issues that would occur for me going through this process of transitioning. And I think that's important for trans or non-trans individuals. If you're, if you know that you're going through a change, like it's so important to have a professional guide you that's unbiased that's not your friend or family member to mm -hmm. talk to you and through things that's going on in your head i have to mirror exactly what she's saying like i would say years ago i thought therapists were kind of full of crap like in honesty and i would blame all my relationship failures on the man every single time i was like it's the man it's the man it's the man Wow. No offense to anyone, I have since then realized so much about myself. And I know you said you might ask me these questions later, but because of my learning of myself, I feel like I have been in one of the most successful relationships I've ever been in. Um, and it's because of me working on myself yeah. more than anything. It almost has nothing to do with him, to be honest. I mean, it does, it has to do with him, but like more me, I'd say working on my own self, Yeah, like wellness. <laughs> Sorry, just give a little applause. <laughs> no, I mean, really, you know, uh, very, very quickly, and I don't want to get stuck on this, but, you know, we were just talking about relationships last night, and specifically, we were talking about the whole thing with Jen and Mike and infidelity and all that stuff, and we were just like, look, and I was telling people, like, if somebody cheats on somebody, it's more about what's happening inside of them. Like, that other person, there's nothing wrong with that other person. That person that did the cheating, there's something happening, and then there's a whole whatever, like, so, I mean, you know, taking care of yourself is really just so important. So I, I just wanted to bring that up because it's like, it speaks to exactly what we were talking about last night. Now, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little, <sighs> my feathers were ruffled. I, I was it. out here was to read somebody for filth. I was upset, but it's what it is. Wait, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we ain't going back there. Everybody watch the other stream. Intrigued by the whole situation. I actually texted Avi. I was like, "Girl, Janet Mock cheated on her man," and I was just like, I just like flipped out and was like messaging her. And, yeah, and then I watched your podcast last night. Oh well, there you go. So this is why we need a dating app for trans individuals and trans attracted individuals. It's not gonna be the 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 relationship that our parents or what we've learned to know and how. I mean, to those days are done. Have a relationship, right? So yeah. I feel like um. And this goes back to the point of therapists and psychologists. It's so important. I feel like if I were to decide to be intimate and to be in a monogamous relationship with another person or polygamous, who knows, like, but to be in that understanding to be with that other person, I want to have that therapist with us to talk through how I communicate things because I feel like that's where a lot of um, relationships fall apart is not being able to communicate how you feel and what you want and so it's so important even in, I want to 
like in the first six months of our relationship, it's so important to have a couple's therapy. Mm. <laughs> Just to talk through how each other communicates. Like, hey, babe. Hey, babe. No, no, that's definitely dope. And, um, you know, I've definitely, I've heard that before where it's like, get that therapy up front before it's too late. Because if you're sitting there a few years in and you're just like, yes, you never had any therapy, it's too late. Yeah. Just- <laughs> Insert jeweled app, the dating app. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm here for all of that shit. Because, you know, really... And I wasn't going to go in this direction, but, you know, I think we kind of went there or when you talked about like our parents' relationships, I think one of the biggest problems in the dating world right now is the fact that we're forcing traditional ideals on a modern dating world. Like those days are gone where, you know, one person works, the man brings home the bacon, the woman doesn't have to work and they, and they can provide a man working one job can, can provide for a wife and 2.5 children. Right. It just, you, you, most guys don't have that kind of money. Like, you know, six figure land is, you know, top eight to 10% of men. And beyond that, you know, it gets obviously way less, but it's just like that those days are gone and we're just forcing these, you know, man got to pay for everything or woman got to be doing this or a guy, you know, uh, uh, when the woman makes more, the man has a problem. And it's just all these things. It's like, guys, we have to live. We have to live and date in the world that we live in now. And we just have to throw out all these ideas about my parents' relationship, my grandparents' relationships. Like, well, my daddy did this. OK, well, your daddy was dating your mom in the 70s. And, that, <laughs> you know, like they, they could do that because he could get a good job on a high school diploma. Like it's people out here with master's degrees and they're fucking baristas like. Not to shit on baristas, shout out to baristas, but you know, it, it's it, it just isn't the same. So you know, it's it's really kind of just back. Plus, back then, ten dollars an hour was considered a good job. There's all of that, yeah. but um, yeah, definitely, definitely. I don't know. Can can either of y'all speak to that? I'm sure Avi can really speak to it because you're just out here in this. You in the streets on these dating apps is what you you single. <laughs> you in the streets. You, you, you single like me. And Mike above me. Oh, yeah, now true. Uh, I can see the fact that my dad is a pastor. Mm-hmm. I was raised in a very conservative environment since I was a child. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have just uh, two sets of parents. I had the whole congregation looking down on me and dictating on what I should be wearing, where I should be sitting in the church, how I should be behaving, what type of activities I should be involved in. And I saw church members outside of what, what, what Sabbath was. And so they would come into our private home and have my dad consult them. And so there was no escaping that, that sense of um, tradition and, and, and upbringing. And I feel like that definitely was a, um, a liberating moment to finally detach from that lifestyle that I was raised up with. Obviously, it brought out brought really good values, and how I interpret things now is very um, uh, is very manicured to how how I was brought up as a pastor's kid. Um, but letting go of that identity helped me shape myself, and um, that transition was uh, liberating for me as far as being who I am today. 
Yeah, it felt good, didn't it? Get away from that church. <laughs> felt good as fuck. But I was brought up in a church too. I made a whole video about my mother, my mother's reaction to be, you know, coming out. And, yeah. you know, it was all about what are people at the church gonna think? What are, you know, it's oh my goodness, it was all this Christian y stuff, whatever, but you know, I feel you yeah. I'm I wasn't a PK like you. I wasn't a PK, <laughs> but uh, you know, I was definitely at church. I actually, when I go back to the church today where my dad uh -huh. pastors, it's very rare that I do, they welcome me with, with so much love and they're very proud of where I am today. And a of course, lot that's of your family. It's, it comes from fear. Mind you, this is an, uh, a zero generation Indonesian church. So mm. a lot of the congregation was not raised in the American culture. They were just raised in Indonesia and immigrated to America. And so a lot of that value came with them. And they didn't know how people were gonna treat me as a trans woman. Um, they only thought about the negativity of what media brought as far as what a trans person is, the stigmatization of a transgender individual. And so they feared for my safety. And that's what they, uh, that's what they exude every time I come, come back and see that, that I am successful and that I am okay. It makes them happy to see me that I, that, that, that I am this way. That's dope. You know, the church, that's one thing that like some folks don't, if you're not raised in a church, you just don't get it. Like these are people that, like watch us grow up. They're our yes. family. Those are my uncles, aunts, whatever. Yeah. Like they were there for all of it. Embarrassing moments, embarrassing looks, hairstyles, whatever. They were there from the beginning. And well, you know, they're your gender. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, yeah, right. <laughs> they got all the dirt on you. They know what, what's going on. And um, you know, that's actually um that was actually an issue or something that I'm that that's that's definitely something I haven't figured out how I'm going to approach. Because, you know, there there when you're in a relationship, there's always going to be that let's go home trip. That moment Aww. where you bring a girl home to your family, all of that stuff. But you know, my family is my blood family is one thing, but I really do wish I could bring her to meet my church family because these are all people that grew up with my parents. They were all kids together and all their kids. We all grew up together. It's a large family. And, you know, it's a lot of good feelings there. But, um, you know, my church is definitely not one that is positive towards any LGBT sort of lifestyle. So it's just like I want to bring my, my my future girlfriend, wife, whoever to meet the people that helped raise me, but I wouldn't, I don't know if, if this week is going to be, you know, anti whatever lifestyle week, I can't subject somebody <laughs> to that. Like, so it's like, I, I don't want to risk putting somebody in a space where they're being hated. Right. And then, you know, uh, it's just a whole thing. I, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I, I would hate to not just, just not go period because like my pastor is my dad's best friend. My dad died when I was young, so he really kind of him and a lot of guys at the church stepped in to help like pitch in. So it's really, you know, family, family. And uh, yeah. it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but, you know, I haven't figured this out yet. Uh, it's, yeah. it's been on my mind. I was in a relationship and I was definitely getting to the point where I'm like, all right, well, 
we got to go back to Wisconsin one of these days. And uh, what am I going to do? Am I going to skip church completely and just not see all the people that I grew up with? I, I mean, I, I, am, I was raised in a, <laughs> in a very religious. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I but I don't, I don't go to church that much no more. So even though I live like, I'm seriously like three minutes. I can walk. I can walk to Joel Osteen's church from my apartment building. Like, you don't want right to go to out. that church. I just don't go to church. I think I, that's the thing that we have to think about too: is how the that that whole idea of religion is also evolving. It's always been evolving, and so there are communities, religious groups out there that are very LGBT friendly, and it's. Yeah it's important to realize that um that they do exist that's what's up um hey y'all so i want to take a quick break and um i just want to i want to play this video for everyone because you know this video um daniela made a video and you know she was very supportive of guys like us or men like us um you know and and it was just it was the first video I've ever seen dedicated to showing support and appreciation for men who are open. Guys who are out there, you know, doing their damn thing. And, you know, for those of y'all that don't know, we don't get a lot of support. I, 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 and there are times where I'm, you know, men, we're human. We need support and we need love too. And when she made this video, it really just like, I, I was just blown away by it. And I shared it with all my guy friends. <laughs> and I even shared it a month later. Like I probably shared every every month or every other month since then. But it's just like I just keep coming back to the video because it's just like when I'm feeling like, man, I'm not nobody supporting me or, or you know this community that I think would support me just has no love for me. I'm like, I'm gonna watch this video. Oh my god! So Ready you know, it, your video really reach reaches people, and I appreciate you for it. So I want to play it. For everybody here and then um, we're going to come back and just talk about some community things and then we will wrap it up okay. so I'll take everybody off all right i think okay, everybody need to mute 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 man, cisgender man, trans man, maybe. I love you. You can watch this to learn, but this is a video for the men who love us. And I want this video to be dedicated to viewers out there that are trans-tracted, trans-amorous, trans-admirers, and are open to dating trans people openly. Um, so for those of you who are watching this, who are men, straight men, bi men, pansexual men, cisgender men, trans men, maybe, I love you. Like genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, I love you. I think it is so important for your voice almost more so than anyone's, in my personal opinion, to be heard. And the reason why I feel this is the case is because 
trans women were a minority, were a huge minority. Only 0.6% of the population in the United States identify as transgender. And that's about 2 million Americans. If you split that in half, maybe a million Americans are trans women, a million are trans men. I don't know this male to female ratio, but give or take. And obviously we have non-binary and everything in between and outside. So um, we're a very small amount of people. There is way more of you men out there, cis men, attracted to trans people than there are trans people, way more. If that was ever a doubt in your mind, there's way more. And our voices are only so powerful and so strong, right? And I really think in order for the world to finally come to terms with these issues, these trans issues, in order for the world to prevent trans violence, trans oppression, trans discrimination, trans objectification, trans sexualization, we need your voice because your voice is stronger. It's louder. It's listened to more, right? A lot of people don't want to hear a trans person on a stage blibber blabbering about trans statistics. I hate to say that. And I'm so sorry, trans people. I love you. And I'm a trans person, but a lot of people aren't there yet. They don't want to hear it. A lot of conservative people aren't there yet. And it would benefit those people so much more to hear a voice from a guy, a regular guy who happens to be trans attracted, trans amorous, a trans admirer, open to dating trans people. They're going to be way more willing to listen to that person because that person they identify with. They see a dude up there talking. They identify with that. When you're a trans person up there talking, uh, the majority are not going to really fully identify with you or understand you. Now, of course, we're going to have our supporters and our allies and our advocates, but you have to realize there's so many more people in this country that are not going to accept us. And I really think it is so important to hear the voices of you, you, cis men, you, right? So much more sometimes than the voice of me. And I really want to highlight that in this video is that your voice is so strong, so strong. And it hurts my soul that so many of you, I'm not saying it's you in particular, but so many of people that are trans attracted, that are men, had a hard time speaking. They have a hard time communicating this voice. They have a hard time loving trans people openly. They have a hard time with it. They think perhaps in a way it emasculates them or it's something that doesn't need to be said or it's no one else's business or that's their private life. I get it. But think about it. You are interested in dating someone who is literally at the bottom of society. So I'm about to deliver some hard pills to swallow. But bear with me and try to listen without too much judgment. We live in a society where men would rather kill us than admit to being attracted to us. Being silent about this is a choice. Investing in the low stakes girlfriend is a choice. Investing in the part-time girlfriend is a choice. Investing in the secret girlfriend is the choice. Some cis men are so disillusioned that this isn't a part of their life, this isn't their issue, this isn't something that's about them, 
that we're left to suffer, we're left to struggle, we're carrying your burden for you. And yet we're meant to to strengthen our resilience and, and claw back up and, and, and take it and, and withstand it and, 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 and just be at the bottom of society and just deal with it. And with all that being said, I still love you because I know this isn't everyone. I know not all cis men who are trans attracted are this way. I know that. And I'm not talking to you if you already are accepting and are already are open and are already are loving, I thank you. And I love you for being open and willing to date a trans person. But if you make it known, you're going to help lift these people that you are in love with. If you can scream on the top of your lungs, I love a trans person, you are going to make tectonic shifts in the world. And that's not me thinking something. That's a fact. That is a fact. Okay, that is a fact. If our president, I'm just saying right now, this isn't true. Because I don't think it's true. But if our president, Biden, tomorrow said, I'm trans attracted and my wife is transgender, the world would shift hugely so. Versus, you know, the health assistant secretary of state you know, um, the trans woman that was elected, if she's out there open as trans, it's going to be harder. She has a pretty high up status, but it's going to be harder. No one's going to listen to her. No one is listening to her. I posted about her on my Instagram and I've never seen so much hate on my Instagram. I've never seen so much hate on my Instagram, my Instagram, because I posted the secretary of health, who happens to be a trans woman. I have never seen so much hate on my Instagram, ever. Now, every day I get a message on that post and I have to delete it. That's a man. They didn't shave their beard. What is he doing? Misgendering with he. And now, they're going through other posts of mine and saying things about me. And they were never open to me until they saw that influential person who's trans. Now, that trans person is making shifts. I'm not saying they're not making shifts, they are. But if Biden said that he was trans attracting, everything would change. Yes, people would not be comfortable with it at first, but over time, things will progress way faster, in my opinion. And I don't mean to get so intense about it, but I truly believe cis men, we need you. We need you so much. And I get it. And I really, I really, I really feel for cisgender men so much. I think there is a huge lack of community for all of you guys. And a lot of times you guys feel like you don't need it. And I get it. You want to be yourself. You want to be independent. You don't feel the need to have that. I get it. A lot of Men in general might not feel that need, and that's fine, but I do think there needs to be a bigger presence of trans-attracted cis men declaring their love for trans people openly and lovingly. I think it's so important. Your voice is so powerful. Because right now we are carrying your burden. You might not think of it as a burden, but when you are not open about loving a trans person, we have to carry that burden on us and we have to 
claw, tooth and nail to fight for our existence, our ability to live our lives. And we're expected to be so resilient as everyone finds so inspiring. Oh my God, you're so resilient as a trans person. Yeah, cool. Maybe for a day, I don't want to be resilient. Maybe I just want to be me. I just want to be me. Maybe I want to feel weak. Maybe I want to be weak for a day and just relax. Maybe I don't feel the need every day to be resilient and powerful and strong and independent and take everyone's BS, right? Maybe I just want to live and exist. Maybe we're sick of carrying this burden upon us. And I really think the cis men out there that love us can help propel this community forward. I really, truly do. And I encourage all you cis men, this is out of complete love and acceptance of you, declare your love publicly. Don't be secretive. Don't be on the DL. Because there's a huge difference between a trans-attracted, trans-amorous man and a chaser. And I know the word chaser is so stigmatized. I will not be calling any cis man who's attracted to trans woman a chaser in this video. But if you are loving a trans person in private, if you are having sex with a trans person in private because you are worried, concerned, you are ashamed, I hate to say it, but that's a chaser. Now, if you are loving and accepting of a trans woman in public, when you are with her, you are proud. You're not a chaser. You're an amazing, beautiful man who happens to be trans attracted, trans amorous, trans open, trans admirer. That's beautiful. So thank you. I appreciate you. I see you. I love you. And I really think all of you need to somehow form some type of community and talk to each other. And I can recommend a couple podcasts. Um, and a couple Instagram accounts, Men Like Us. It's a riff off of Girls Like Us, which is the hashtag for trans people, trans girls. Men Like Us is a Instagram account and podcast that discuss these issues. They're trans attracted men and they discuss these issues openly. Another podcast or account I would follow is Lex Newman. He's hugely beneficial. He has lots of followers. He has Karen Carrera following him. like, And he is openly discussing trans issues as a cis man. I think it's beautiful. And some trans people will be like, oh, they shouldn't be speaking for us. They, I, I get it. But these people aren't speaking for us. They're speaking for them. And that, in return, will benefit us trans people. So I really feel for you guys. I really see you guys. And I really hope if you're watching this video and you're one of the men out there who love us, you think to be more open to talk more, talk to your guy friends about this. I know it's hard, I know it's really effing hard. Make little steps, little baby steps. I truly believe that the most masculine, manly and sexy thing you can do is love your trans girlfriend openly and publicly. Cause that, that takes balls. That takes masculinity, that takes confidence. Now, you're Superman. Um, please contact me if you're interested in getting in contact with people that are trans attracted men um, or anything in that nature. I always, it was always one of my passions to start a group actually for, for men 
that are open to dating trans people because okay so uh yeah that video <laughs> fucking special as hell and you know all i got it all i got for you is just applause we'll bring her back on give her give her her roses get back on oh no no not me uh-uh. all right thank you thank you so much for that thank you it is so amazing to be seen and heard and understood. It is so fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, y'all are muted. Oh, is everybody muted? Okay. Well, anywho, um, what was I going to do? Oh, right, right, right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have no idea how big this is. Yes, I'm playing the wounded cis man, but God damn it, we need some love and support too. And somebody actually who is somebody who uses their platform to support us and then actually acknowledge, hey, there's a difference between chasers and these open trans attracted trans amorous guys. That is fucking huge. You have no idea how huge that is. I mean, fucking huge. So it is, yeah. Absolutely amazing. And um, that was one point I wanted to hit. But, you know, one something else you said in there was, you know, cis men need community. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I really think, you know, and you said, you know, that there were guys that don't feel that way. And, you know, to the guys out there who believe that we don't need community, we shouldn't band together um, in support of each other. I mean, real talk, the, this this whole lone wolf culture. I mean, we, we've done it for a while now and it hasn't done anything good for us. We have to we have to change our our behaviors if we want a different result. And this whole lone wolf thing, I'm going to, you know, not tell anybody or nobody needs to know or I don't care. All that stuff is just only it's kept us separated. It doesn't help us at all. And what you're really what a lot of people what a lot of men who think this really are missing is how much you can help somebody else. There may be another guy out there who is, you know, in a situation they need some advice, whatever else. And then you are telling your story and they're learning from you. I've, I've been helped by just hearing other men talk and share their experience. The married guys, the guys in relationships, the, even OG Troy, who's, you know, been around for a minute, like all these guys. And, you know, um, you know, and, and, and this is the last piece, cause I really kind of just took little notes on it, but you know, the, the the living with the burden of DL men is like really fucking real. And I, every guy on here, we all have friends that have, you know, been frustrated and had to live with the burden of the mental fragility of a lot of toxic ass just men. And, um, you know, that's trash as fuck. And I just like, this is a reality and guys out there listening, like this is a fucking reality. Like you have to get yourself together for your partner. Um, and I, I'm not going to take up all the speaking time here on this thing. Trail, Mike, y'all have anything you want to add about the, the video? Yeah. Um, me personally, I love how she broke down the whole chaser thing because a lot of girls get that really like blurred. That's like a blurred line between with the girls, they always say, just because a man is openly 
attracted to trans women and he's he's not hiding at all. This is how he lives every day in everyday life. This is just him. And he's open. You know what I mean? I lost friends, family, all that behind it. Now I'm not I'm not up here for a pity party or nothing like this. I don't care about it. You know what I mean? But at the end of the, at the end of the day, the word chaser really needs to be erased because a lot of girls that use it don't even understand how to use it. They don't know how to use it. And it's sad. And the way how she broke it down in that video is perfect because that's basically the definition of me. You know, I could walk around holding my woman hand. I could walk around and stand, you know, and stand with her anywhere. You understand me? If I'm out and about and we get strange looks, I'm looking back at the person. Like, yeah, but what happened? Yeah. What's going on? You see what's going on here. Keep it moving. You know, that's me. I love it. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm the type, I take all the goddamn bullets for, for, for that. I don't care. I'll take it all. But the word chaser really needs to get be eliminated. If you don't know the real meaning about it, don't use it. For real. I tell people all the time, if you're, if you're not going to educate yourself on something, don't speak on it. Especially when it, comes to, when it comes to transgender. A lot of people don't get it, don't understand it, and I tell them, if you're not willing to understand it, don't speak on it. That's that. Word, and I have witnessed the hand-holding. So <laughs> I visited Trill in New York. I have witnessed that he does hold hands with his girlfriend, uh, Brother Mike. Yeah, I mean, um, Trell said it great. But um, from me personally, I just want to thank you for what you said. Because, I mean, like, like Trell said, like there are a lot of women that don't recognize us for who we are. They just recognize us for all the negative stereotypes that a lot of DL men have brought to the forefront and like we end up taking the brunt on it and the dl men never have to take any of it at all because they just get they, they just get the skates <laughs> um so yeah i do appreciate you recognizing us and just putting us out there like that i really appreciate that i was gonna say that this video is honestly inspired by my boyfriend in a lot of ways because me's dating him and he's been so open with me he definitely opened my eyes to men like, oh, wow, there's men that will actually go with me to the movie theater and not leave me stranded and decide to, you know, resell the tickets, which I've had happen before. Oh, he actually will go with me to meet his family. Oh, he'll actually. And it just inspired me to realize this whole group of men that I think maybe a lot of trans girls aren't even fully aware of either because they're so closed off to it. They're not seeing these men that exist in the world. And the word chaser, I really think our language needs to expand. Um, I always think about this, that there are men that are, whatever you want to call it, trans amorous, trans attracted, I think what needs to happen is maybe a broader, broader definition of sexuality, right? I think, you know, if a man is attracted to a man, we don't call that a fetish. We don't call that a chaser of a man. We call it, you know, gay. They're part of, so, and there's probably a word that we don't have even the vocabulary for yet, that's my guess. And so we use these other words and we throw them around and I think it's willy nilly and it's just man-made language and I think it's all made up. And I think at the end of the day, you love who you love and that's what matters. So I really appreciate all the support. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love it. And um, you brought up something else. And, you know, I, I just want to talk about this real quick and I promise I'll let y'all go. Yeah, I know y'all stuck around with me for an hour here. Um, so, you know, one of the things you brought up there was you were talking about Joe Biden you know, and, and, and using that as a tool to, you know, help normalize relationships between trans women and cis men. Um, and I really kind of want to have a conversation and like, you know, what do you guys really 
think would like what are the some of the things that you think would really move the needle for us because it's like there's a lot of folks out there that are waiting on this like i don't know is the celebrity the silver bullet is is that is that going to do it or is there something else like by all means i mean i think for me personally i do think media coverage is so important like i just watched mortal kombat last night this is really good i swear (laughs) um the lead male is an asian guy right and if you think about lead males you know even five years ago it was always white men and the fact that the lead male is a character who's often the quiet one um the asian stereotype was actually the lead character he's like the the i don't know if we've seen mortal kombat yet but um you know it made me realize like this is going to change things like this is going to cause a shift in culture people are going to start to aspire to be that man right and it makes Asian culture actually more represented. And I think the same goes for trans women, trans men, trans attracted men. Like if we can see more of these things in the media, I do think it'll cause people to shift, um, especially the youth, I think, because they're so impressionable and they're gonna see these things growing up. And if they're seeing, you know, on TV, men openly dating trans girls and this and that, and I think it's going to just like, oh, that's that's just life, that's how it is. And, and right now we're not seeing that. And so I do think it's seen as taboo and a fetish and then all these other things that I, I don't agree with, but mm-hmm. yeah. It has improved though in this past decade where social media has occurred. We've seen trans people to be more than just sexualized beings. They were actors and actresses and they were people in politics and they were doctors and nurses. So. In a sense, it does help break that stigmatization to see people that are trans in uh, the limelight. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, <clears throat> I, I get it's a period piece, but you know, I guess the most popular piece of trans media right now is the FX show Pose. Oh, yeah. And you know, I'm hoping may, maybe we'll get positive male representation in season three. Probably doubtful since there's only a couple episodes in there, so you don't really have time to build up anything. <laughs> But, um, you know, it's, it's, I I think I was just a little disappointed because it was just like, I get that again, I get it was a period piece, but, but you know what? Also, this shit's fiction. It's based on true stories, but you have wiggle room for fiction. Okay. We can normalize some shit here, but all we normalized was the narrative of the chaser, which was, um, I don't know if y'all watch the show too, like repeatedly, like some of us do here. But, you know, they had the chaser guy that was, you know, with the little poems and whatever else. And then uh, you had Stan, you know, the white guy, which I love the storyline because I love James Vanderbeek. Just the fact that we fit him into Pose was dope. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, that whole thing. And it was just like, I just would love to see, like, a regular ass relationship. Like, Lil Poppy is a thing. And that's cool. And, you know, my heart is with him right now. But, um he was already inside the community. And a lot of us, you know, we come from the outside and we're just, we're, we're living our regular lives out here. And then we just kind of walk into this brand new world. And, you know, um, I would just love to see a show that represents that. I've seen some pieces of media where there are trans actresses who are playing characters and then they're in relationships with cis men. But I don't, I don't even remember like it being brought up that they were trans, which I think is great. That's the way it should be. Totally should be, but I would love to see that explained a little bit more. I think, um, Trail, weren't you saying that that was in the shy? It's that yeah, was the thing. Show, show called the shy. They have a um a trans actress on there, 
um, named Jasmine Davis. She plays um, Imani on the show. They don't touch on none of, they don't really touch on her being trans. The mm. big thing about her character is she's a ride or die girl. Anything he's with, she's with. That and I love that. I love they storyline because it's so beautiful. And the shot comes back on um, May twenty third. So yeah. Oh, then you ready for it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ready for it, man? But yeah, I just think the whole like I think media can definitely help. I just think um, I would just love to see the representations out there of just like a functioning couple, or you know, not even. I think we're so far back when it comes to media that we don't even have media portrayals of us like actually engaging each other in a non-antagonistic manner. Like we're not even at that point where people can just be friends or, you know, we're not always at each other's throats. And, um, you know, anyway, so that's, it's, but I, I think the big, like the celebrity, like the, uh, I always use him cause he's like my, model for like the black you know celebrity that all the women want like the michael b jordans of the world like you know that guy coming out or somebody else coming out i really think it would take like a group like one person isn't going to be enough i think it would take like four or five guys coming out like in succession inside of a year and just really making it a thing because at that point now you can't scapegoat that one guy you can't, there is no Malik Yoba. There's Malik Yoba right. and then this guy and then this guy and then this guy. And now we can't, you know, because, you know, the way that this all works, we, we, at least with the black community, we, we, we target one person at a time. So Malik Yoba was, you know, put on display, filleted for everybody to see. And it was kind of trash, but. Yeah, because it destroyed them. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if the celebrity thing is it, but if it is. There's got to be more than one celeb, in my mind. I think it's everything. Like I feel like that's that's why we're so interested in the younger generation, the Gen Z population, mm -hmm. because the numbers are growing in that specific era. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's more trans people in the Gen Z population than ours. Like we're like, you know, two million point six percent of our country, but Gen Z is higher than that. You know, and I think mm -hmm. it's interesting to see how the young generation is so open with gender, and they're already starting to be just it's more fluid and more accepting and not even questioning things and i just i think time time is really going to help yeah <laughs> and we've seen mm -hmm. it exponentially like just take off just with the influence of technology i mean technology is a double-edged sword it yes has, it's benefits and it has its negativity attached to it mm -hmm. for sure so um you know for those of us that are uh desperate due to age uh that is not going to help us <laughs> <laughs> that's where it Say what? So that's where Daniela comes in. There you go. The there you go. The doctor. Uh, you know. There you go. All of us uh, mid thirties people are like, oh, okay, forty is uh five years away. Four years. What? Ooh, got to figure something out. Can't wait for Gen Z. So it's just like, man, it's it's we're we're here. We're where we're at. And um, you know. Uh, one of the things that <clears throat> you recognize in your video, Daniela, was really the reality of a journey that, you know, you're talking about taking baby steps, like do this, do that. And I had my own journey. You know, the other guys here had their own journey and like can't have everything overnight. And um, I, I often tell women that I talk to, I'm like, look, with the way that the dating landscape is right now, you might you will have to be OK with a guy not fully being there, but 
You know, you, you can accept a guy who has the will to be there. If he's willing to continue heading in the right direction, I think you'll be fine. It's just, you know, yeah. huh? That was, that was my boyfriend, Josh, not to put him on blast, but, like, he was exactly what you said. He's like, I'm not about to tell my dad and mom about you yet, but I love you so much. I'm willing to make those steps forward. And now I'm at his house all the time. Like, I was just there t- today, literally. So... Um, there you go. It's those baby steps, you know, and that took, you know, a span of a long time and, and, and us, you know, interacting and him meeting my family and, you know, so. And that's what's up, you know, and I mean, that's just a situation like, thank God Generation Z is better than millennials, but I mean, in that respect, they're not better than us completely because millennials rock, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there is hope for tomorrow. There really is. But, you know, we're at where we're at right now. And it's just like, you know, we, we're in an imperfect world and we got to be able to work with each other. Because I think everybody's expecting these ready-made humans. And I'm like, it's just, it's not realistic. No, you know, I mean, you can... trans community, that is not realistic. Yeah, we, especially for all these cis guys, too. It's just... Yes, yes, 100%. And so, you know, I, I've said it before on, my, my, on another stream that we just have to... We have to be a lot more compassionate with each other and just handle each other a lot better. And just like it's because people are just very sick. Guys, you got to have this done. You got to do this. Got to do that. And guys like ladies, you got to have this, this, this and this. Now, I have my standards as me as Chris, but that's just because I'm in a different place in life than a lot of than some other people. And so, you know, at my stage in life, I would like to have somebody who isn't particularly figuring out their life. They're already in a career. But, you know, that's just because I'm not. 24 anymore like that's i'm in a different place so anywho that's just my bullshit but um yeah it's it's just a really imperfect world out here but i really really love the idea for your app and i cannot wait we have had people in the comments asking where they can download it um can y'all please give them the skinny on that we are currently interviewing app developers so we're still in the process of developing the product. We're hoping by the end of the summer that we would have something to um, just test out and to put out there, but it's still an idea at this stage. Okay, and it's, um, is it gonna be on iPhone and Android? Yeah, we both. Yeah. We do okay. wanna say anyone who's interested to follow our Instagram account at jeweledapp. That oh, would be right, really helpful because right. we're trying to build a community right now of future users um, just the, 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 the dating, sorry, the Instagram account is really highlighting our stories as co-founders and all of the features that we're trying to incorporate in the app. And we are listening to the people that are following us, what they're interested in as well. So you could be part of the go. development process with us. Aw, thank you. Sure that. Follow cool. it, y'all. All right. All Look right. at that follow, most follow. recent right post. What is Yes. That? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Appreciate the support, the promotion. Yeah. We're always so y'all, a small account that we're growing. Yeah, and follow it, everybody. Jeweled app on Instagram. We also have a website as well if you're interested, jeweledapp.com. But. There you go, jeweledapp.com. Certainly take this down. Yeah, so um, really, that's all I had for everybody today. Um, I appreciate Daniela and Avi. Um, Thank you for, so much for joining us. And Daniela, again, thank you so much for that video. <laughs> we love it. Yes. Love it. 
And um, we are definitely going to have you two back on once we enter that beta testing phase. We want to, we really want to take a look at it. We want to show it off here. You, this is your audience. Like, there you go. We're, we're here for it. We're here to support, promote it. This is all, there are plenty of people who listen to this who are looking and ready for something new. And I think your app is definitely a part of the solution, a big part of it. So I can't wait. Um, I, I would love to not be single by then still, but if I am, I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not either. I hope I don't be still single neither, but you know, it is what it well, is. we'll see. It's, it's going to be a pretty dope summer. I mean, this is our summer. We're coming off of COVID. I'm vaccinated. I'm ready. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's pool weather. I'm here for this shit. So let's do it. Um, okay. So wait, I'll throw this everything about where we can find y'all. So it's jeweledapp.com. Yeah, jeweled https colon slash slash <laughs> jeweledapp.com. There's a video of us. It's like about the co-founders, and um, you can subscribe on our wait list to be a con- part of our newsletter and all of that. So Ooh. You can check that okay. out as well. There it is. All right, Mike. Um, tell them about your podcast, man. Yeah, it's the Real Talk Podcast. Um, it's on most of the major streaming platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, all that. Um, like I said, I, I do several different topics on each episode. And I've had people like Chris from the Men Like Us Podcast, Tro from the Men Like Us Podcast on it. So uh, definitely check it out. And if you want to find me, I'm at Mike Brooklyn on Twitter. All right, Brother Tro, where can they find you, man? Yeah, I'm King Cleetro everywhere on all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, Clubhouse. Um, I, I feel like the odd man out because I don't have a podcast yet, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, but I do have a, um, a a clothing line that's coming. You know what I mean? I'm waiting for it to get patented. It's going to be patented probably this week to really put it out there for people to see and everything. And yeah, that's that's about it. And um, I just want to ask a question. Um, Danielle, are you on or YouTube? I am on YouTube. Sorry. Yeah. Um, our jeweled app has a YouTube and I have my own YouTube. The video that um, Chris played was from my YouTube. It's Med School Barbie. Um, okay. Because I'm a medical student and I'm, I'm just obsessed oh, with great. Barbie. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I post actually a series called Dating While Trans on there. I think I'm on episode 13, 14. And every couple of weeks I post a new episode. And it's usually at four o'clock in the morning when I'm really inspired to talk about issues that bother me or that I'm thinking about. And so I've got about 14 episodes so far. Um, and if that's all on my YouTube. Here you go. Med School Barbie on YouTube. Yeah. Subscribe. Okay. Subscribe. Oh, you guys are so there you go. It's just yeah. ranting. Also, if you're just in like <laughs> random other things, I talk about skincare, but like the Daniel oh, yeah. Trans <laughs> series that's yeah. most interesting to all of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Well, no, I know. I think it's important. Sorry, I am making judgments. No, no, it's cool. I, I think it's important. Um, one thing that happens way too often in these spaces is, you know, people get in relationships, they get married, and they kind of ride off into the sunset. And they don't share their experience. They don't share what they've learned. Because there's a lot of women and men, you know, in this space that really could use some of the lessons that you're learning. So I think it's very great that you're doing that. It, it definitely has value. So everybody, follow her. Again, uh, what is this? Med School Barbie. <laughs> follow it. So, sweet. so 
So, um, all right. So we're going to wrap this up with a little bit more promotion, y'all. Everybody, please follow me on Clubhouse. It's at MLU Chris at Big Chris TX. I heard it was on Android, but I don't know anybody that actually got on there on Android. But um, yeah, Clubhouse is a dope spot. Follow me there. We have some great conversations on there. Um, Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. And ladies, 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 thank you so much for sharing these videos. Please continue to share these videos. You have a lot more men who need to hear this in your life than I do. So please share this with all the guys you know, the guys you interact with. They can really benefit from a lot of this stuff. And um, Jasmine uh, Fazul's, thank you so much for sharing the video. She was uh, she had commented that she had shared it, but her men, uh, what was it? I'm sorry, I want to find this. She said her trade. She's like, this never reached the people it needs to. I share it with my trade, but they don't receive it. Look, just just share it with the people that need to hear it. And, you know, if they receive it, cool. If they don't, that's on them. But, you know, the thing is, men need to know that there's another way. Because before I got my first friend in this space, I had no idea. I had no idea this could be my life. I had no idea I, I would I could actually, like, date women in this space. I, I, it just wasn't real to me. So, you know, it, it, it takes this kind of stuff to really show people the possibilities in their lives and, and the directions that their lives can go and how happy they can truly be. Um, so with that said, we are out. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will catch you all on the next episode of the Men Like Us podcast.